Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. I'm Jake Smith from Intel. I'm joined this morning by Brent Compton, Senior Director of Storage Solution Architectures at Red Hat, and Brian Porner, Senior Program Manager for Storage Solutions at Intel. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank oh, you. Good morning, Jake. So, Brent, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your role at Red Hat. Tell us a little bit about the company and the collaboration between Intel and Red Hat over the years. Obviously, it's been meaningful. Uh, and consistent, and we're big believers in each other's mission and visions. Dating back, oh, decades, uh, decade plus ago, Red Hat and Intel effectively led the charge for the commoditization of proprietary processors and proprietary Linux or Unix systems. And of course, that battle has long since been decided with Intel processors and Red Hat Linux, Red Hat Enterprise Linux, is the most popular distribution of Linux as being the dominant platform in today's data centers. So my role at Red Hat as Senior Director of the Storage Solution Architecture Team, I have the pleasure of leading a group of senior architects, and we actually take architectural concepts that we experience from leading-edge customers or from trends in the marketplace, and we have the luxury of actually building, learning by doing, and then teaching, effectively saying, hey, you know, here is a recipe. We have not just talked about this recipe, but we've actually validated. We effectively, we've baked the cake in our own ovens, and we can pass along to you the recipe for receiving similar type of results. That's the kind of work we do. And my team has worked heavily with Intel teams over the past couple of years and happy to be joining you here today. That is a, a great introduction. Hey, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a member of Intel's software group, SSG. We are part of the big data technology team. Our team focuses on Spark, Hadoop, as well as enterprise big data in open source, Ceph being one of the technologies that we specialize in. We're all about enablement, making Hadoop, Spark, and Ceph work better on Intel and helping them to scale and really get to cloud and enterprise scale for our customers. So why run big data on Ceph? What is the advantages that customers might realize when they start to build their data lake infrastructure on Ceph? The primary reason is to share data sets between multiple clusters. There's a strong discontinuity in the marketplace today for on-premise analytic clouds. This is something that you can't do with traditional HDFS clusters. In other words, having multiple HDFS clusters sharing data sets. Now, this paradigm has been available in the public cloud for a couple of years. In other words, you can fire up on-demand analytic cloud instances, for instance, on AWS EC2, drop in your favorite distribution of Spark or Hadoop onto that EC2 cloud, and then source and sync your data sets, share your data sets between multiple Spark and Hadoop clusters that you have spun up in EC2, source those directly from AWS S3. So where businesses are data-driven, the explosion of teams of people within companies that need to be running various types of analytics on various different types of hardware platforms, some being all-flash, some being high-core count systems, some being RAM-intensive, 
what that translates to is there is not a one-size-fits-all analytics cluster that works for these teams. So they have to have multiple analytics clusters, and that's the rub. In the public cloud, those multiple analytics clusters, this is a solved problem. They can share data sets via S3, but on-prem, this has not been a solved problem. So, same metaphor, multiple on-demand clusters sharing data sets via Ceph, because Ceph is the most popular open source S3 compatible object storage. So multiple on-demand clusters on-prem, sharing data sets on top of Ceph via the Hadoop S3A file system adapter. So this really allows you to have a more controlled growth, not to be replicating your data over and over, where you get into issues around synchronization, around the age of data, around how are you keeping that data fresh on a regular basis, you're able to leverage your data from multiple different instances and really get the power out of your infrastructure. And then you're also able to get the elasticity back in your Hadoop, in your Spark, in, in your analytics ecosystem. We're able to allow that compute to really run the jobs that are important to use the heavy horsepower, the specialized systems for what they need to be used for and really drive business critical solutions. Can you talk a little bit about what data locality means and how the Hadoop ecosystem is addressing that with Ceph? So data locality, you know, one of the things that the HDFS file system does is it allows you to actually be computing and processing on the same hardware that your storage and your compute is all happening in one spot, which is very good, but at the same time, with newer, faster systems, with the explosion of data, it's not always possible. And the nice thing, I think, about the big data on Ceph's solution is that it gives you that choice for things that are more time critical, for things that are more key business decisions where you need to have that locality, you have that option. But for the vast amount of ETL and other kind of large amounts of data that are coming in that are flooding into your organization from any a number of data sources, you're able to keep a data lake that separates your key analytic data from the analytic data that it takes to kind of get business done. So one of the questions that people ask is, why is Xeon Scalable uniquely qualified to run in a big data architecture? For us, it's simple. It's what people use. So when you look at our published reference architectures across these software-defined storage technologies, Ceph and Gluster, you'll see all of our current reference architectures are all published with an Intel Xeon-based architecture. I would add to that, you've got speed, you've got efficiency, you've got the engagements like this where Intel is working with the open source community to actively make their products work and have tighter integration with these products. Xeon Scalable is our ability to bring to bear resources to really help our clients make their data center investments give them the ROI they expect and really perform and really scale out and be able to do those large enterprise tasks that they need. How can our big data on Ceph help data scientists from their perspective? Just some closing thoughts on that. And Brian, why don't you kick us off? Big data on Ceph makes the whole process easier. You've got one common data lake. You're able to have all of your resources in one location. 
you're not worried about multiple versions. You're not worried about a lot of the pieces that make dealing with individual silos of data difficult and cumbersome. We're trying to leverage this to make it easier uh, so that they know that their infrastructure is backed up in a common format and secured in a common format, whether it be encryption, deduplication. You're able to use enterprise scale rather than worrying about individually spun up analytics clusters where, you know, if something was spun up quickly, you're just not sure whether it has kind of all the pieces that you need or, you know, if something might go away tomorrow when someone decides that's not needed. Really giving you the ability in your analytics cluster to know that you've got kind of all the business's common data and to really drive specific solutions out of your Hadoop or, or Spark or big data cluster, not worrying about the infrastructure that's under the hood. Adding to Brian's comments, uh, for these data scientists and data analysts, the most important dimension for them is time. Everything else is secondary. Again, because this is big data, a lot of the queries they run take time. And one of the things that they don't like to be told is, wait your turn in line. You know, Sally's query is going to consume the cluster for another 18 hours. So maybe the cluster will be performant enough for you tomorrow afternoon. That's the last thing that these guys want to hear. Uh, they're typically under pressure from the business to provide answers. And they need an infrastructure that will be timely, like their responses are expected to be timely. So as Brian said, they need to have an infrastructure like with OpenStack to so on-prem to spin up their on-demand clusters and clusters that are specced with the different, you know, the Intel Xeon core counts, the amount of RAM, the amount of NIC bandwidth needed for that particular class of job. And finally, the last thing they want to do is to wait for that cluster's data to be hydrated. You know, if they're saying, okay, yeah, great, you can spin up a cluster, but it's going to take me hours to hydrate a 20 petabyte data set into my new cluster. Again, it comes back to time, the thing that they don't have. You know, we have Red Hat and Intel have a 25-year relationship. We continue to, I think, be the leaders in innovation and open source from the big data technologies to Ceph to Intel Xeon Scalable and Intel 3D Crosspoint Technologies and NVMe and literally hundreds of technologies we've collaborated on over the years. Give us your final thoughts on where do data lakes go and where does big data go in the next couple of years? Some of the exciting things from an Intel standpoint that are to come to bear is we're reaching a tipping point between these companies saying, you know what, I'm just about ready to do all flash data centers. And for a lot of folks we speak to, it's less about CapEx and it's more about the long-term power and cooling and footprint costs. So there's this explosion across the board, these different verticals. And as they're looking now towards this tipping point of all flash, having effectively this elastic shared data infrastructure to be responsive to their big data needs, there's a lot of opportunity ahead of Intel and Red Hat in this space. I'd agree with Brett and just add that everything from finance, where you have what they call the quants that are their kind of analytical gurus that are able to run numbers, run queries against, uh, you know, if your portfolio moves two points here, two points there, to companies like uh, G and others that are doing work on, on engines that these planes are bringing back, you know, 500 gigabytes of data per engine per plane, right? 
you've got a flood of information that's coming. You've got new analytic queries that people are coming up with every day to answer better and better business questions and to really allow people to make business decisions, intelligent business decisions. We're only going to see more of it, and the environment is only going to grow. Having things like Ceph to allow you to elastically store your data in common pools, make it readily available to different analytical tools is really valuable. Well, awesome, guys. Uh, and on behalf of our team, uh, our producers, uh, Bruce and Sean, I'd like to thank you for joining Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. This has been Brent Compton, Senior Director of Storage Solutions Architectures at Red Hat, and Brian Porter, Senior Program Manager for Storage Solutions at Intel. My name is Jake Smith. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah.